In the name of Jesus, amen. There is a storyline used over and over in movies. And I'm not really sure which genre these movies belong to. Maybe comedy or family. I usually find them next to, in the video cabinet next to my wife's chick flicks. But uh, that designation really doesn't fit either. Sometimes the storyline even pops up in films about Christmas. I'm talking about movies that many of us have seen, like Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, or Jingle All the Way with Schwarzenegger, The Santa Claus, and The Shaggy Dog with Tim Allen. Movies, one of the latest movies is Click with Adam Sandler. These, all of these movies seem to fit the bill. There may be a different setting, there may be unique circumstances in each one, but the basic storyline is always the same. You have a family, a husband, a wife, a couple of kids. The husband is too focused on himself and on his work, and so he neglects the family. The father makes promises. I'll be at your basketball game. I'll be there. The family, especially the child, counts on these promises. But they're left disappointed when the promises are not kept. And then there's some miraculous thing that happens, some miraculous event or circumstance that changes all of that. And when you get to the end of the film, you have one big, happy family. It sounds a bit cheesy, but that's really the gist of it. Now, here in Jeremiah, you have the father who makes promises. This father, Yahweh, the father, is faithful. He keeps his promises. The problem lies with the children. And caught in the middle of it all is the prophet Jeremiah, Yahweh's mouthpiece. What a welcome relief it must have been for Jeremiah to be able to proclaim God's promise. I mean, even as I sat down to read through the book of Jeremiah again, I'm thankful I was given this particular text. When you See Jeremiah coming up in the lectionary, you usually hope for maybe chapter 31, the new covenant, or chapter 23, the righteous branch, or this particular pericope which echoes that one. Even chapter 28, about Yahweh striking down Hananiah the false prophet, that's a fun text to preach on. But was it really a welcome relief for Jeremiah to proclaim this promise of Yahweh, a promise of restoration and healing, a promise of righteousness and justice. Was it a welcome relief in the midst of proclaiming the doom and the gloom of exile, so much judgment over sin? I say that because as you read through Jeremiah's prophecies, you really sense the frustration that he felt and that he experienced and a message that keeps falling on deaf ears. Certainly, Yahweh's words of judgment were unwelcome to the people. The call of repentance goes unheeded. Sin abounds in the lives of the people, and they are completely clueless. Listen for yourself. Jeremiah writes, My people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, 
the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. My people have forgotten me for days without number. And it gets worse. Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not even know how to blush. It's bad. And it makes you wonder if even a promise of restoration and healing and hope means anything to the people. They go about their lives trusting in the security of temple and the kingship, all the while worshiping objects of wood and stone before altars and Asherah poles. Behold, the days are coming. Okay, whatever, Jeremiah. Not really the first time we've heard that. If only there were something miraculous to bring about a change, to make a happy family in the end. But there is. There is hope in that Davidic line. There is hope in the temple. But it's hope that goes far beyond the situation at hand, far beyond King Zedekiah and a temple in Jerusalem, a building that will lie in ruins more than once. God makes a promise. A righteous branch to spring up for David. A king who shall execute justice and righteousness in the land where there is none. It's a promise heard again and again. Sometimes it falls on deaf ears. But it's a miracle with the power to change everything, to crush sin and bring righteousness. God keeps His promises. And that's why there's hope for Israel and for Judah. Even though He instructs His prophet not to pray for these people because of their lack of repentance. Even though He will thrust these people from His presence. Even though what He has given them will be taken away. Even though Jerusalem will be a heap of ruins. A righteous branch will spring up for David. And he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land even though this is a king they do not want, one who truly keeps the law of God, one whose heart is not stubborn and evil, but one who obeys God, even though they execute this one who executes justice and righteousness, God's promise is kept. On the cross, where the holy and righteous Son of God is put to death, righteousness is one for sinners for all time. Jesus, the Lord, is our righteousness. He is hope for fallen sinners. He is hope for you. You can't read Jeremiah and assume that his words were only about people in the 6th century B.C. It's easy to look at the Old Testament and wonder why so many people strayed from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who brought them up out of Egypt. You and I are no different. What things that human hands have made do you worship? How often have you followed the stubbornness of your own heart rather than obeying God? How often have you wondered, does God really keep His promises? How, how often have you been indifferent towards His promise in Christ or questioned His return? The promise of Jeremiah, or spoken through Jeremiah, means everything to you. How do you hear His promise? Behold, 
The days are coming when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will, will dwell securely. That promise is the same miracle that created a remnant of God's faithful people in days of old. It's the same promise that connected with water, brought you out of the stronghold of sin and into the family of God in holy baptism. The promise is Jesus. Your righteousness, your hope, your salvation. God's faithfulness is seen from generation to generation, even unto you, the new Jerusalem. You who in Christ dwell securely. You are safe and secure until He comes again to bring into fulfillment all that God has promised you. Now as we wait for His glorious return, even some in the church struggle to find relevance in this gracious promise of God fulfilled in Christ. Much like they did in Jeremiah's day. People were focused on kings and temple and in that was their security. Today you have TV preachers that prance across the stage performing healings and miracles. For some, that is the tangible God. And for them, that provides security. You have dispensational premillennialists who find security in the God who supposedly acts in current events, especially those in the Middle East. But all of that disregards this promise. This promise of God in Jesus Christ who is your righteousness. This is the world in which God sends pastors out as his modern-day Jeremiah's. If you want a realistic view of the ministry, read Jeremiah. Like him, there may be days when you cringe at the message given you to proclaim. There may be times you curse the day you were born as you grow weary at being the Lord's mouthpiece. This isn't fiction. This is no movie. There's no pause or rewind or fast forward. There is God. There are sinners. Caught up in the middle of it all is you, Pastor. But what a privilege to stand and speak in the stead of Jesus Christ. The Lord uses you as his instrument, working miracles in the lives of his people through things that may seem ordinary but are far from it. It may leave some disappointed or disillusioned, even you yourself at times. But in the gospel, in word, in sacrament, is the faithful God who keeps his promises, who has kept his promise to you and to all his people. In the gospel is Jesus, the Lord, our righteousness, your righteousness. He is the miracle of God that changes everything. In the name of Jesus, amen.